0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cloud Wars Live. We're exploring the digital revolution and the extraordinary changes that have been brought about in our personal lives and our business lives and trying to take a deep look at how companies are adapting to these remarkable changes through innovation, advanced sort of thinking, and new business models, new ways of operating. So we're delighted to have today Sarah Griswold, who is the Vice President of Financial Planning and Analytics at Kindred at Home customer of Workday. Sarah, welcome to Cloud Wars Live. It's a pleasure to have you.
1: Thanks, Bob. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me today.
0: Yeah, um, I'm connected by our friends at Workday here. And Sarah, you know, every business has been through uh, all sorts of gyrations over the last couple of years. And I guess in particular, somebody in the business that Kindred at Home is in you know, it, you probably faced a, a significant set of your own challenges. So I wonder if you just tell us a little bit about, you know, how you overcame those issues through the pandemic and kept a very large, very personal oriented healthcare company on the right track.
1: You know, I think overall, if I step back, and I think to March of last year, there was just a lot of uncertainty, um, you know, unknown things. And, and one of the things that I've reflected on is just being flexible and flexibility. So as folks went home and started working from home, we used new tools, right? I really never did video conferencing before, and we were using that every single day. Um, We also looked for some opportunities on the finance side to streamline and automate our reporting to free up time overall for my team so that we could react. you know very quickly to request on hey what is revenue looking like or what if we do this what's the cost impact so moving my team a little bit more from just the reactive month-end analysis to being a little bit more proactive and being able to to service the business on a dime if there were any questions or, or concerns that came up as we were going through this pandemic
0: yeah um Sarah, also, you know, along those lines, too, part of that can be a process, part of it is technology, and part of it is culture, right? I I imagine, um, my guess would be your team was pretty happy to have that opportunity to, you know, be more involved, to be able to do things that are more forward-looking and get out of some of the more mundane parts of, of the profession there.
1: Yeah, it was an opportunity for us. Um, not only to work closely with the business or or more closely with the business but also it gave my team the opportunity to learn some new skill sets like how do you do an analysis and a sensitivity on revenue what are the variables that you want to put in there Um, where do we need to maybe dive a bit further and talk to sales or operations and so it was an opportunity not only for us to redefine our team uh, but also for us to to weigh in a little bit more and help out whenever those requests came through or an analysis was needed.
0: So in summary, Sarah, the, the purview of what the team is doing was not just about the straight financial data, but you're opening up and getting more involved in the business issues and business data. Is that fair?
1: That's that's fair. Less of the reporting, kind of the routine reporting, and more around the, the value add, um, proactive analysis making sure that we're, we were reacting appropriately um, and helping out our, our business team sales and operations whenever they needed something.
0: Yeah. And so Sarah, uh, you know, Kindred at Home is a big company, right? About 43,000 associates? That is correct. So these changes that you're talking about, right, they're, they're far from, uh, you know, we just went in and got those done, you know, over a weekend or something. So You went through a huge amount of upheaval as every organization did throughout the pandemic. How have things changed sort of since you got things reoriented and you know, fully on track in the new direction you wanted for kindred at home? How have things are things changing now sort of since the the worst upheaval of the pandemic is behind us?
1: I think one of the things that we learned um, during the height of the pandemic was really around flexibility and flexible work arrangements. And you know, that not only applies to our corporate workforce, but to our clinicians as well. Uh, you know, there were some clinicians that were faced with child care challenges or helping their elderly parents, and they said, Hey, I can't work a normal schedule. And so we've done some creative things to really allow them to flex their schedule, still be an employee of this great company. Um, still contribute, but making sure that their needs are met, and that we're talking to those employees as well to say, "Hey, what does a good work uh, place look like for you? Um, where can we help you? What does flexibility look for like for you? Because it's not a one size fit all fits all thing."
0: Yeah, Sarah, could you tell us a little bit more about that? Because it, you know, as you explain it now, it sounds like you know you and your team you know really knocked that out in a very you know productive way. But that that involves. Uh, in some ways, again, the culture, the mindset that people bring to work uh, and, you know, everybody, so many people working from home, the, the different sorts of rules, it that had to be pretty tricky.
1: You know, it did. I wouldn't say it was difficult. It just required you to step back a little and think, how can I do things differently you know, and there's some folks that maybe want to get on a video conference every single day, or you may have another team member who says, I'm good. I'm pretty self-sufficient. Let's just connect once a week. So there's not a one size fits all approach. And you really need to have a discussion with your entire team to understand what works for them, what motivates them, and really, you know, how can, how can you be productive during these uncertain times?
0: Yeah. So Sarah, so a couple things then, um, I wanted just to see, uh, talk a little bit more about how, with all these changes, your roles and the roles of your team here have, have been different some now that, uh, you know, you're looking f- more forward on things. And also, I think there was the acquisition by Humana. Can you talk about the, mm-hmm. how those changes came up, how you're handling them and sort of what that presents, you know, for you and your team going forward?
1: Yes, you are correct. So in mid-August, Kindred at Home was fully acquired by Humana. And over the past, I guess, what are we, three months out, almost four months out from that acquisition, um, we've been working hand-in-hand with the finance team on that side to really understand the needs Uh, you know, reporting is a little bit different, how they want to see the reporting, Um, There's some processes that we're working to put in place like a good strong process for our monthly forecast which we really didn't do up until this point it was more of a quarterly outlook. Uh, So really again I think flexibility is the name of the game and really asking questions, especially when a request comes up because I want to make sure that we give them the most accurate timely information possible. And I also wanna make sure that my team is doing the due diligence and that we're given that accurate information um, to the finance team on that side. But to be honest with you, we feel like one family. I don't think there was ever a blip. Um, there was never a kind of uncertainty. I think this has brought a lot of new opportunities, not only for Humana, but for my team as well, and not just finance, but for the entire organization. So it's a really great opportunity for everybody.
0: And, you know, within that great opportunity, Sarah, are there some things now that you and your team are doing that were not formally part of the traditional finance role?
1: That's a good question. Um, you know, I, I would say we're, we're playing a larger role within finance. And I'll go back to my previous example. We typically did a forecast on a quarterly basis, and now we're being requested to do a monthly update. And so I'm starting to think through what does that look like, you know, from a process standpoint. When do we need to meet? Who needs to be involved? What level do we go to? Do we need input from the regions? Can we just do a consolidated forecast? So these are all the questions I'm kind of ticking down in my mind that need answers. And that we're going to have to put a more robust process in place on all good things, right? I just want to make sure that all the questions are answered and that we're meeting the expectations of our customers and that we're delivering an accurate and timely forecast going forward.
0: Yeah. So Sarah, along those lines, I wanted to ask about a couple things. Uh that, that changing nature of you know the expectations there, the responsibilities, and I think the eagerness that you know you, you talked about here, one family getting more deeply involved in the business issues. So Can I ask you first, what does that mean for you, uh, this sort of new role of a modern finance leader, and how that affects what you bring to work every day and what the other parts of the business can expect from you all the time?
1: Yeah, I think generally speaking, it's an evolution from being reactive, so reacting to the month end close, reacting to this deadline, reacting to the email that you got from a customer, uh, requesting data to be more proactive and digging into those results, looking for insights, looking for action items, uh, looking for issues, and going back to the business and really saying, Hey, I noticed X, Y, or Z. Are you guys aware of it? Is there something we want to do about it? And, and not just being a reporter of information, but also bringing insights to the business team. Cause we're seeing, you know, from A to Z in terms of numbers and not all of our operators really have the time to dig in. Like we do, um, they've got businesses to run, they've got issues as well. And so really, you know, challenging myself and my team to be more proactive than reactive and really being that strategic business partner with the operators.
0: And so is that part of it in some ways, Sarah, you've got to be the one that sort of leads that and, uh, you know, sets the expectations and so forth for everybody. And at the same time, I think in a prior conversation, you had talked about how as you look for new talent within your organization, there's a different sort of outlook and mindset that you're looking for to bring into the finance team.
1: Yeah, you know, whenever I'm I'm interviewing somebody for a new position on my team, I always want to understand and have them give some examples of where they were proactive. Where did you take something that was maybe routine that you did on a monthly or quarterly basis and turn that into to some actionable insights? Tell me about a time when you constructively challenged a team member or, you know, potentially your customer and, and how did that work out? Because I really want people who are curious, who are, are hungry for those insights and really wanna help drive both the top and bottom line. And in our case, make sure that the, the patient experience is great for everyone.
0: Sarah, it sounds like too, that that involves a need for not just all the great financial skills and technical skills that your profession would require, but it, people also have to, as you push them outward like this and the influence of your team, they've gotta be good communicators, right?
1: Absolutely, I mean, communication is key. And one size, again, doesn't fit all. You know, you've got some folks who I say are be brief, be bold, be gone. Tell me what happened. Tell me what you want me to know and then get out of my face and go somewhere else. And you've got other folks who are like, I want to know every single detail, reconcile from A to Z. And you really have to step back and understand your customers and your business partners and their preference in order to communicate appropriately. Again, one size doesn't fit all. And you need to tailor your message and communication to make sure that your customers not only understanding, but you're giving them the information that they need, and they also have the opportunity to challenge, push back, ask questions if they're not
0: clear. Yeah, and um, Sarah, you know, overall, as as you described it, I was thinking that the the whole business world is moving faster than ever before. Somebody, you know, the other day I heard talking about. He said it's not just the pace of change, but it's also the amplitude of change. It's it's really quite extraordinary and. So the, the, the need, the opportunity for advanced technology to come in and help companies keep up with that is pretty key. You've had an interesting adventure at uh, Kindred at Home with AI, could you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Sure, I joined uh, Kindred at Home in September of 2018, right after we had split from our parent company and we were standing up kind of a corporate finance organization. And so very quickly I came in, learned Adaptive, because we did not have Adaptive at my previous company, um, and tried to look for opportunities where we could potentially streamline reporting, streamline processes, and really build a a more robust uh, reporting platform, as well as forecasting and budgeting. And so over the course of my first year here, um, we added another instance of Adaptive to be able to do our corporate budgeting and forecasting, because prior to that split from our parent company, we didn't have a true, um, you know, corporate function. For example, IT was central. Now we have our own IT team. What does that mean for a bottoms-up budget? And so we worked through a process very quickly to try to put a model in place that could help us really understand what our costs were from month to month. And particularly as we were standing up the new organization, there was a lot of hiring, right? And so we needed to work hand in hand with HR to say, was that in the budget? Was it not? You know, when was that position budgeted to start? How much did we allocate for it? And so there was a very, very uh, tight connection between my team and HR as we tried to stand up this new organization to make sure we were being effective, efficient, and that we weren't spending unnecessary money. And we were always going back to our budget. You know, had I not had the details and adaptive of the headcount, the timing, the cost centers, it would have been very manual. And I just don't think we could have been as accurate or timely answering some of the questions from our operators and from HR.
0: Yeah. So the the the, the pace of those changes, the size of your company, the and then also, you know, as you've talked about you've you know, you're on the, the front line there, right? You know, touching people in, you know, the very most real ways and important to them with with healthcare. Um, so, Sarah, one of the things too that comes out of this, we hear a lot of business leaders talking about, you've got to offer great customer experiences. You know, it's absolutely true, but it seems along with that, the great employee experiences are, are a necessary factor to help deliver those customer experiences. So that uh, closer partnership with HR there, it sounds like that too is going to have a lot of good implications for the company.
1: Yeah, definitely. And as part of that corporate budgeting process that I talked about earlier, I partnered every corporate function with somebody on my team so that they could do that monthly process of reviewing actuals, you know, what changed, what was a surprise as well as on the corporate side, we put in a monthly forecast process. So after the results closed, you meet with that business partner, talk about what happened in the month, and then go through kind of a forward-looking forecast around hiring, professional services, spending, travel, big plans to make sure that we had, you know, an actionable and accurate kind of budget slash forecast for corporate.
0: And Sarah, you know, with with all that, and, uh, you know, as you've, you know, one of the big themes you've described today is move from quarterly to monthly, and this ability to plan, get things, you know, a little bit more under control, see the bigger picture of what's happening, almost like that end-to-end view. Could uh, I, I know that um, over the past, what, 18, 21 months, on some of Workday's uh, quarterly earnings calls, uh, Neil Bushry, the co-CEO there and founder, he said they've seen some customers have like a 30x or 40x uh, increase in the amount of planning scenarios they go through. So with Adaptive there from Workday, has that been something that you found becomes now almost like an everyday part of your workflow?
1: Absolutely, and you know, I can point to a good example with our budgeting process for 2022. We go through several rounds of the budget and our field uh, finance team helps us put those together and they're meeting with the branch directors and the area directors to put that budget together. Um, It's been great with AI because we can have different instances. So I can go back and now compare what does that budget look like now versus what we assumed in round one and what are the key drivers and what are the changes. Um, Just this week we met to kind of talk through round two of the budget and some changes that need to be made. So again, I can kind of freeze off a copy of that and then I can go forward a month from now and say, what were the major changes, the major drivers and do comparison points as well, which is very, very helpful, especially when you go through a budgeting process as long as we have, and there's a lot of different variables, inputs and changes along the way.
0: So you don't miss doing things like corporate cost center budgeting on Excel?
1: No. (laughs) I would need an army of folks to do it in Excel. Um, talk about painful and manual. I don't, I don't want to go back there. I want to move forward.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Sarah, so this, this has been a great overview on things. Any sort of final thought you wanted to share about you know, your role, where things are with Kindred at home, and you know, the opportunity you've had working with Workday to do things differently and better?
1: You know, overall, it's been a great experience with Workday. Like I said earlier, when I came in in 2018, I had zero experience. I had used some previous software, but it was very intuitive and easy to come in and understand. We also received great support from Workday when we wanted to trial things or do things differently, like build out that corporate budget instance I talked about. Had I not had the tools available to me, I would probably have to add double or triple the headcount I have today, and it would take us much longer just from an overall process standpoint. So it's definitely been a lifesaver. You know, and one recent example I'll point to is around our, our budgeting process and looking at the results. So we lock everybody out at a certain time. And then with a click of a button, Office Connect, we can refresh all these detailed files. So I can look down to the branch level. What does revenue look like? What is their volume growth year on year? Um, As we were digging through those files, I found some issues, right? Oh, we're not allocating correctly, or this cost doesn't look right, or we transpose somebody something. So it was really nice to be able to have something where I can click the button and refresh continuously versus having to do a manual extract, put it in Excel, finagle some formulas over to the side, um, really cut down on the process. And we were able to identify some issues very quickly. So when we reopen that budget, those were top of mind of things we needed to fix or dig in a little bit further.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds like a, you know, great outcome for you there, Sarah. And thanks so much for being with us here and sharing some of your story about, uh, you know, what you've been doing at uh, kindred at home, the, you know, so sort of the, the ups and downs of the last 21 months, mostly on ups for you and the, the relationship with Workday and how that's really helped drive things along for your company. This has been great, Sarah. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate your time today.
0: All right. And folks, thanks to all of you for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live. Hope things are going great for you. We hope to see you soon. Thanks.